Hello Internet, I am Firebot, and welcome to a bit of a surreal video. I'm uncharacteristically doing the scripted, which means some of it might actually be insightful. Failing that, funny. Though I doubt it. It also means I can make future me say whatever I want. I'm a big stupid idiot, and I stole this joke from an unfunny Will Ferrell film. As if there's any other kind. I don't know when this will be going out. I don't yet know when I'll be ready. But in writing and recording this, hopefully soon. Anyhow, yeah, this will be a bit of a clusterfuck of a video, as I sort of want it to be three or four things at once. The first is really to be an administrative note, a formal announcement for the channel, to mark something that's fairly momentous for me, and as I'm in every video, feels like something of note going forward. The second is for a largely cisgender audience who may be watching this if I decide to pair it with any social media posts. This will probably be some friends, family, and probably some other poor sods, some of which I've already come out to. If you don't know what the word cisgender means or you actually know me, this is probably most relevant to you. The third is actually something quite important to me. Uh, I want to be who I needed growing up. Something I think we should all strive to be, but is particularly important for reasons we'll get into. I want to have some sort of message for people who are in a similar boat to where I was a couple of years ago, because I know seeing people talking about it honestly made a huge difference for me. The last was going to be more of a video essay type discussion uh, for people who enjoy philosophy and probably say the Matrix sequels better than you think. But I think that's a video for another time if I start getting good at these script things. Instead, I think I'll make it some closing thoughts that might not fit into any other part of the video. I've hopefully set up time markers for these sections on the video, the first and second being covered in the first section, then the message for my younger self, then the closing notes, and probably a few thank yous at the end. I, for some reason, feel compelled to apologise in advance. Things might get pretty heavy in this video, so I'll put content warnings in the description because I know these things can be pretty upsetting for some people and that's for completely understandable reasons. Anyhow, without further ado, let's begin what you actually came for. Okay, so now for the bit that most people are actually here for, gotta get that watch time somehow. Yes, without further ado, you may already know this, although you may have not seen me like this yet, but I am non-binary, and I am transgender. My name is Elwing. Hi. So first of all, what does this mean for the channel? Well, I'll keep using the nickname Firebolt, so not that much will actually change, even though inspiration for that nickname comes from a series written by a deeply unpleasant person. But I feel like me reclaiming that is somehow deliciously ironic. In the next episode of our Sims 4 series, I will probably have changed my character's name and gender, uh, because you can do that in the Sims 4. They have surprisingly good gender options, so... Um, other than that, my appearance might be a little bit different. I might wear makeup. I might one day, fingers crossed, um, change a bit more 
physically. Um, and I'll be able to comment and make jokes without fear of outing myself. So perhaps some explanation is in order, particularly if you're not sure what this means, or you've only really heard of trans issues in passing. You may have heard these words used in headlines, you may even know non-binary people, whether you know it or not. This often feels like something obvious to me, but that's because it's been intensely circling around my head for the last three years. Uh, and in a more abstract way for my entire life. The news around trans people, especially in the UK, is pretty awful. It's filled with misinformation and all too often, like, really seriously outright hate campaigns. And films and TV outside the last decade, and much of it in the last decade, seem to only show trans people as either jokes or monsters. From this, a lot of cis people probably don't hear much about trans people, and the stuff they do hear may well be based on fear and lies, and that often goes without challenge. So I suppose to start with, uh, as I promised in the introduction, what is a cisgender? A cisgender person is someone whose gender identity matches that of which they were assigned at birth. Note the deliberate language there. As a trans student of biology, the term biological sex is really quite infuriating. Uh, partly as it's usually used by people who want to make it seem like trans people are somehow denying reality. Secondly, as biologically would also refer to one's psychology, endocrinology, neurology, socialization, and genetics. Also, it's a linguistic nightmare as biological just means living, and so terms like biological men would just be living men, which I suppose makes trans people non-living, and therefore I am either dead or a robot. Bit of a tangent there, but I think the distinction's important as modern transphobia is often disguised as some sort of appeal to reason, that's really an appeal to absolute nonsense. If you pay attention, they are mostly just copy-pasted homophobic arguments from the 80s, but applied to trans people. Generally, a trans person's assigned sex at birth will not be relevant to you, so please just use whatever term they've told you they're comfortable with, as it's probably what they are. Another note on the term cis as well, some cis people apparently don't like it. They feel it's one of these newfangled labels that they didn't ask for. The prefix cis simply means this side of, as opposed to trans, which means the other side of, hence transport and transgender literally being the other side of gender, which make a cool band name. It's from Latin, so it's been used since the Romans, notably in the Cisalpine region, meaning this side of the Alps from the Romans' perspective, and is used in many contexts today, many of which make me laugh. But it's also been used specifically for gender in textbooks as far back as the 90s. It's not a new thing, and it is necessary to have some other word than non-trans, uh, particularly when discussing trans issues, because it gets quite confusing. So I'm using it. Despite this being scripted, I feel as though I'm getting slightly off track. Anyhow, what is non-binary? To me, this means that my gender identity does not fit into the usual binary division of male and female. For some people, this means fluctuating between the two, or between one and something else, or between just two completely unrelated things. They may or may not choose to label this gender fluid, which sounds like an exotic cocktail that would give you a nasty hangover. For some people this means having their gender somewhere in between the two, thinking of gender as a spectrum, with male at one end and female at the other. 
And for some, this means having no gender whatsoever. This is sometimes called agender. For others, this means having something different. That's just neither. But it's still a gender rather than agender, which is getting kind of confusing. Some people call this third gender or neutra. But the basics is I'm neither male nor female. Non-binary people use many different pronouns. A pronoun, for those that skipped English, is what we use to refer to ourselves and others. Things like I, you, they, she, he. The main hubbub seems to be about third-person pronouns, i.e. they, she, he, that sort of stuff. Some people seem to get confused about single use of they, which I find confusing, to be honest, since its use predates modern English, see the Canterbury Tales. And it's used in singular really just regularly every day for just people of an unspecified gender. Many non-binary people use they and them, but many also use he and or she. Some people use any pronouns. Some people have also either adopted or created near pronouns like je, a, kit, and they. Generally speaking, unless someone specifically told you otherwise, I would use they. It works for everyone as it's gender neutral and it's not specifically a non-binary pronoun. For me personally, I usually just refer to myself as non-binary or genderqueer and sometimes playfully as a gremlin. I and many other non-binary people shorten non-binary to MB, which can be used as a noun so I don't have to keep saying person because it gets to be a mouthful sometimes. Wink wink. I only use they, them, and their for the moment, and this is what you should refer to me as in future, other than my name. This is not a negotiable thing, I get that you might make mistakes, but if you ever intentionally use the wrong pronouns or name for a trans person to hurt them, even if you think they're a bad person, you can get in the bin. I've explained this in very definitive terms, but for me, gender is something a bit more fuzzy and abstract. It's hard to explain if you're not thought about it before. My best explanation would be if male is blue and female is pink, traditionally, I am green, or maybe purple, or greenish purple, but that's just brown, and brown's kind of shit. Sorry if there are any fans of brown out there, but that sounds like the worst cult. So greenish purple, but not brown, hence the makeup. It's pretty weird. I also want to present more femininely and at some point would like to undergo medical transition. This is usually called MTF or male to female, even though that's not really accurate. Unfortunately, the waiting process for this is deliberately lengthened. I first applied in autumn 2019 and the waiting list for the under 18s clinic hasn't moved from January 2018 since I began. I will have to reapply to the adult waiting list when I turn 18, which will be likely another two year wait at least, followed by many invasive appointments and then at least a year on hormone replacement therapy before I can access surgery. I should point out that many of the drugs used in hormone replacement therapy are used fairly regularly for cis people for various reasons, including uh, stopping male pattern baldness, reducing risk of breast or prostate cancer, and in many older cis women, uh, they may use estrogen tablets during the menopause. These can be accessed in a manner similar to really any other treatment on the NHS, yet the same treatments for trans people are given needlessly long wait times, which can be deadly. I discovered I was trans around about the arse end of 2018 after many months of soul searching. The way I discovered this was largely through gender dysphoria, that is intense distress and anxiety, 
particularly for me surrounding my male body parts, as well as lack of, shall we say, weight on the chest. I won't go into much detail because frankly that doesn't feel appropriate, but suffice to say for around two years now I haven't been able to take showers without getting an anxiety attack. I don't think this is the ideal way for anyone to find out they're trans. Other than for the obvious reasons, many people can experience these and not be trans. I find a much better indicator is instead gender euphoria, that is an amazing feeling that I cannot do justice. To try and describe it would be like explaining the concept of joy to someone who'd never felt it. But yeah, it's basically the joy I experience when I see myself looking how I want to, um, living my gender and feeling happy about it. So based on how I've experienced gender euphoria, terribly inspired to do so by gender dysphoria, plus the fact I've thought about this about every five seconds for the last three years, I am certain that I am trans. I know this, and I'm proud of it. Although a hard path to travel, it is one filled with many unique joys. And if I could choose, which I can't, to leave it, I honestly wouldn't. Despite that, I know that the internet is quite often a horrible place. There have been times when it saved my sanity, been my guiding light, and been my only source of representation for people like me. I know this video may attract more attention than our videos usually do, and some of those will have quite nasty things to say. But if you made it this far into the video, please don't waste your time. It's a precious resource, and you're going to need it if you want to live out your remaining days in actual happiness once you've pulled your head out of your ass and into the 21st century. That said, any interaction with this will make it more successful, so go nuts. Okay, so to end this segment, I want to talk about my name. My legal name, that is, because it's much cooler and doesn't make me want to remove my insides with a spatula. So I chose Elwing as my new first name, along with Viola and Rosa as my middle names. My parents named me and my siblings after Tolkien characters, and so as not to break the pattern, I trolled through a Tolkien encyclopedia and picked a name that I felt suited me best. It means Star Spray in Sindarin, which is pretty damn awesome. They're actually meant to be a female character, and not like a goddess or anything, but an immortal half-elf who throws herself into the sea to protect a Silmaril, which is just a mood. Anyway, they later transform into a great white bird, giving them the moniker Elwing the White, uh, which I only later found out about, which feels like a bit of a joke the universe has played on me, but it works. Anyhow, here's a picture I found, which I think represents my very literally unreachable transition goals will not be complete until I am a seagull, the angriest of gods. My middle names are both taken from Shakespeare, as an unintentional pattern was set with my previous and my siblings' current middle names. I picked Viola, which is from Twelfth Night, partly to annoy the musicians in my family, and Rosalind from As You Like It, which I shortened to Rosa, which is sort of a nod to the whole War of the Roses thing between Yorkshire and Lancashire, which seems to be a big thing in my family for some reason. <laughs> These characters both rather poetically bend gender, initially pretending to be men in order to gain respect, and then later reveal themselves. All these names are pretty feminine, although most probably couldn't tell with Elwing. However, I think the only non-binary character in Shakespeare is Bottom, and I'm not making that any of my names. Don't at me, Bottom's non-binary, I've decided it. <laughs> Other non-binary naming conventions seem to be separated into accepted gender-neutral names, like Alex or Sam. Any three fucking letters, just any. 
or just some random noun like bread or socks or brick <laughs> because people are wild and that's great. Anyway, this section is getting pretty long and I should probably wrap things up for people with my attention span. However, I do want to say that being trans, specifically in the UK, is way harder than it should be. And this is largely because transphobes have a lot of power in this country. The attacks are relentless, our government is peppered with fairly flagrant transphobia, and it seems nearly every major political party has a transphobia problem, few of which plan to do anything about or have anything in their manifestos about furthering trans rights. I am given a bit of hope living in Scotland, as at the time of writing, the SNP seemed to be taking their transphobia problem a little bit more seriously. Rest assured, they leave quite a lot to be desired though. But at this point, the easiest way for me to leave the country is for the country I'm in to leave the country. So I really hope they step up their game. That said, it would be nice if Britain wasn't a wet turf rock. I will briefly explain what a turf is. It stands for trans-exclusionary radical feminist. They're not really feminists and they're not really all that radical. They use feminism as a guise to attack trans people and it seems to be where a lot of transphobia's power comes from in this country. Really, I think FART's more accurate, standing for Feminism Appropriating Reactionary Transphobe. Anyhow, yes, I'm trans, I'm non-binary, I'm L-wing, I go by they, them, I may be a robot, or dead, or maybe a god, I'm greenish purple, and the UK is genuinely terrible. This marks a new chapter in my life and for the channel where I am hopefully actually happy, or at the very least, free to bitch about it without breaking the closet door. All of that while looking damn fine doing it. I am what I am, I am my own special creation. So come take a look, give me the oh. This next part might seem a little strange on the face of it, but just in case there are any people watching who will discover similar things about themselves in years to come or are struggling to accept themselves as queer right now, I want to say something that I definitely would have needed to hear when I was in your position, as well as hopefully pointing you to some things that helped me. Alternatively, you can watch this bit to laugh at me while I try to sound like a wise old sage before hitting my 20s. I will be as honest as possible in this section, and also quite open about the struggles I've been keeping mostly under wraps for the last few years. I would be lying if I said I wasn't coming out for myself, but I don't think that's selfish. I need this. I don't want to live my life in the dark anymore, but if it helps just one person to see someone like them, then it will be all the more worth it. While it is with great anxiety that I am doing this, it is also a great joy. That's because after just a few years, my life has turned around quite dramatically. Now, I believe I have talked about this in the past on the podcast, but not in this context, obviously, that I have a history with self-harm. This isn't a particularly distant memory either. The last time this happened was June 2020. Much of this has been down to not being able to express the fear and pain I feel any other way. I should mention that I have autism, so I struggled with this specifically for longer than I can remember. But in the past, I would hurt other people. Having moved past that, and having no pre-made strategy for this strange new emotion I felt, I had turned that pain inwards. 
diary entries around that time, I started thinking about these things around August 2018. At that point, they didn't bother me too much. They were more like a curiosity. Over the coming months, I mulled over things and experimented while having no idea what to think about what I was feeling. By around December, things were coming to a head. Now, to break the seriousness of this, I'd actually like to tell what I think is quite a funny story looking back, but at the time it was anything but. Now, in the previous months, I think I'd occasionally borrowed stuff from my mum and sister, not having clothes and makeup of my own to use. One time, when everyone was out of the house, I took the opportunity to properly experiment. I don't particularly remember what I did or what I wore, but I do remember I put foundation on. Very poorly, I'd imagine, but I'd never done it before. Now, this was before anyone in my family knew, at least officially, so you can imagine my horror when they come back earlier than I expected, and I was still in makeup and a rather fetching outfit. Now, I'm actually quite impressed with how quickly I tied it up, without anyone noticing as far as I know. But I realised that I'd left the lid on the foundation, and thinking everyone was still downstairs, rushed back into my sister's room to put it away. I was going so fast, however, I didn't even notice her, sitting right in her bed as I frantically put it back. Frankly, I blame this on the fact that she has the steps of a ninja. Anyhow, I don't notice her until she makes some sort of comment. I don't really remember what it was, so just pretend it was something cool. And like a deer in the headlights, I paused before running to my room and hoping the universe would swallow me whole. Just to be clear, I didn't have anything to worry about here, but I hadn't yet accepted myself, so I definitely was not ready for that. It felt like something that would only happen in a dream. I closed my eyes and tried to sink into the darkness. The time I thought my whole world was crumbling in front of me, and all because of some stupid makeup lid. Sometime later, my mum came to find me and explain things to her, as I had previously confided in her. I didn't really snap out of that terrible feeling until later when I watched The Shawshank Redemption. Perhaps that's poetic. But after that, I opened up about my confusion. Despite that, what followed was probably the worst time of my life, and I sincerely hope it remains that way. If there are things that easily upset you, please check the description now. Throughout January, I would pace up and down all night, losing sleep. I would hit myself. I would contemplate killing myself. This culminated in what I feel might be termed a mental breakdown, I stopped functioning. I had to hold on to pillows to stop myself from seriously injuring myself. I was at war with my own mind and body. I specifically remember trying to keep listing all the reasons I had to live. What would happen if I died? How much it would hurt other people because at that point I was worth nothing to myself. I don't remember much of what happened in between that and accepting non-binary as a label for myself in February. I think the breakdown was kind of a shock to my system, in which I figured I didn't deserve that. And there's no good reason to hate myself as much as I did. Next year was pretty tough too. I began experimenting some more. I came out to an ex around spring not really knowing who else to turn to. 
We're going to Prague in July. I came out to my other sister. Around about September, I had built enough confidence to go to the doctor, who, I'll be honest, was pretty unhelpful, even if they had good intentions. And I think that's an experience many trans people have when dealing with medical professionals. The details are a little hazy. I think I was referred to therapy and self-referred to the gender identity clinic around about November. Following this, in December 2019, I made the best decision I've ever made to leave school. I applied to university for 2020, praying I would get the grades I needed. Little did I know that my time there would be cut even shorter by coronavirus. Now, I don't think necessarily all of my previous friend group would have reacted badly if I came out to them, but a single one of them doing so could have made my life a living hell at school. So I think you can understand my hesitancy. This is the reason I only ended up telling, I think, two people at my school, despite knowing for over a year. One of which was the aforementioned ex. The other might actually be a witch, uh, because they found out by asking me what my name would be if I was a girl, and found out from that that I had clearly thought about it before. So why was it such a good thing for me to leave school? Well, and this is a reason I'm telling you my whole life story, it meant being able to have a queer group of friends. During lockdown, on TikTok of all places, I found a group of people with nothing better to do. And as my sleep cycle was already so out of whack, after many nights of staying up dancing in my room until the crack of dawn, talking to Americans was not much of an issue. These were the first relative strangers I came out to. The first people I used the name Elwing around. I am endlessly thankful to those people, and if you are watching, you're a lifesaver. As I said, the last time I self-harmed was June 2020, and while that wasn't all that long ago, this is a big achievement for me. It was after a night of drinking. I had found a video, which I'll link below, by a non-binary YouTuber called Curio. The way they explained things felt like such a beautiful way of explaining what I feel. So I decided to show that to my dad, the Orbiter as you might know him, as I felt he'd previously struggled to understand me, and that this explained it better than I thought I could. I think he was quite tired at the time. Combined with alcohol, he couldn't really follow what was going on. And I took that quite personally, as I was being quite vulnerable to him, and we began arguing. He eventually walked off after I said that he was privileged. I got really fucking angry. Uh, quite a bit at him, also quite a little bit at myself. I again spiralled, hurting myself and having some very dark thoughts. I considered calling the Samaritans, because even more so than that mental breakdown, I felt genuinely at risk of doing something that I couldn't take back. I gradually distracted myself before writing, I'm sorry I trusted you on the kitchen whiteboard. Next day, I wrote him a letter, not being able to express verbally what I needed. We rewatched the video together and I think he understood. The biggest change happened when I came to university, or I suppose the university came to me as most of it was online. I immediately found the LGBT forum and made a decision to use L-Wing off the bat with them, something which felt quite scary at the time. 
Since then, I made some of the best friends I've ever had there and built my confidence by dressing as I wanted to be when I didn't have to be on camera. From June 2020 to probably just a few weeks before this goes out, I've been coming out to various people with great success so far, leading me to finally be ready today to release this and fully come out. So why am I telling you this, younger self, I guess? Well, I know it sounds cliche, but it does get better. In my case, it got really bad before it did, but I'm in a much better place now. Now, I realise for some people that they might be in a lot more restrictive circumstances than I am. Despite all my problems, I'm pretty lucky to have a family that wouldn't reject me. And I know not all queer people have this. My best advice would be to try and escape those people, those people that would cast you down and out for questioning what you're told to be. But in practice, that's a lot harder than it sounds. If you can, find friends who you can be yourself with. Despite the horrors the internet has, it also has some real joys in the form of the people who use it. Having a queer friend group made all the difference to me. All my insecurities and worries didn't seem so big because together we were stronger. You don't have to hate yourself, you don't have to be ready to do whatever this is. I still have doubts some days, but I'm always left standing prouder than I was before. Take your time. Explore your possibilities, if it's safe for you to do so. But most of all, try and hold on to hope. It may seem like a tiny blue square of light in your prison cell. But someday, your brightness will outshine the darkness that halts you. Your worst fears will seem small and far away. Something someone in that TikTok group said resonated with me most. They said if I survived school, that I could survive anything. Although we're told not to dwell on the past, I think there's value in appreciating the hurdles we've already jumped. Please keep safe. And as the late, great Freddie Mercury once said, all you people, Keep yourself alive. Okay, for this part I've decided I'm not going to waste my time explaining things to no end, because if you're watching this at this point, you hopefully know what I'm talking about. So yeah, this bit's just gonna discuss a little bit more on my feelings on gender, and then thank a bunch of things. So for me, my gender situates somewhere between the feminine and something else. I don't want to call it androgyny because that implies a mix between male and female, but instead it's something I still don't really have a word for. I kind of use green as my best explanation of what it is. Perhaps it's more like octarine, the colour of magic, that which defies all bounds. I sometimes think there might be some level of fluidity to my gender, but it's between things that are equally undefinable, so I end up just existing in a wonderfully chaotic place where ascribing myself a gender just seems kind of funny. In this way, I also think it's important not to fall into the habit of just switching to a trinary gender system as opposed to the pre-established binary. Non-binary people are just that, not binary. So that can cover some wildly different identities that are only really united in what they're not. It stands to reason that if a restrictive binary gender system caused problems, that a trinary gender system would just do this with extra steps. Hence the reason I don't feel entirely comfortable with having non-binary markers on ID, 
Aside from the government having a list of non-binary people, I don't think legal sex or gender should be a thing because by definition, the law has to draw very bright lines that don't really make sense for this. I said before about pronouns, generally I find it's easier for cis people to just use they as many seem to have enough problems with that. I think I might try out near pronouns in some spaces at some point. A, M, and air seem pretty cool. This is highly conceptual at this point, but there's something about the letter E itself that just gives me such euphoria. Hence the name Elwing, calling myself an NB. An Enbu is a non-binary variant of aunt and uncle, as well as now thinking about these pronouns A and M. Just as a side note on the whole gender euphoria dysphoria thing, even if you're certain you're cis, I don't think it can hurt to experiment a little. Gender fuck, if you will. You don't have to be trans to have a bit of fun with it, as long as you're safe. I think that being a normal thing would help a lot of people, cis and trans, to come to terms with who they are and to have a healthy relationship with themselves. Before I wrap things up, I would just like to let you know I put a bunch of resources in the description for if you're interested in learning more about the state of trans rights in the UK, including an article my friend wrote, as well as some of the material I referenced. I have finally done it. I am out of the closet. This will probably seem overdramatic to me in future, but this really did take a lot of work to get to. I would like to thank everyone I came out to before this. I was really pleasantly surprised to have very positive responses from everyone, and as far as I know, none of them have outed me. I would like to thank those in that TikTok group I mentioned. They really saved my sanity in lockdown. I would like to thank my new friends in the LGBT forum and the trans forum at Aberdeen University. You've made a world of difference to my mental health. I would like to thank Conchita Verst. Despite not being trans themselves, they were the first positive representation I had of real gender nonconformity, which means a fucking lot. I would like to thank Natalie of ContraPoints for introducing me to the term non-binary. I would like to thank Sophia of Curio and Abigail of Philosophy Tube, whose comings out gave me the confidence to do this today. I would like to thank Serena. You probably won't know who that is, but she had more courage than I ever will. And part of me is sad the world won't see more of her. I would like to thank my sister for the makeup and the clothes and for being generally awesome. I would especially like to thank my parents for putting up with my shit and being wonderfully supportive all the way. Without them, I wouldn't be here in so many ways. Oscar stroke Nobel Prize acceptance speech out of the way. Thank you for watching. I have been Elwing and I have been gay. So very gay. And this has been my coming out apparently. Farewell mortals. I don't know what the music's gonna be. I merged those two things together. You, you could do your job. You know? This is definitely going to be in one of the outtakes. He didn't tighten a music stand. What a noob. I should be okay now then. Oh, fuck, that was rancid. <laughs> I'll leave you. Fucking philosophy tube doesn't have to deal with this. <laughs> I don't know 
I don't know when my fucking voice will be breaking. I'm a big stupid idiot. They're stupid? Stupid fucking stupid? Fuck off. <laughs> Although I doubt it. <laughs> Oof, that's, that's very Scottish. That said, it would be knife. It would be knife? It would be knife. Yeah, it would be fucking knife. A big in. A bigot? A bigot in my family, apparently. Fuck off. Jesus Christ. It's a bigot. I, I don't know. This, this this look makes me behave differently. Oh, fuck. This is this is the hard bit. This Fuck. <laughs> oh, God. In this way, I think my voice is about to break. <laughs> I genuinely hope you can't hear my neighbours right now. Anyway, yes. Uh... Feel very silly, but in a good way.